0: This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green.
1: Hi, this is Tim and I'm here with Abby.
0: Hi, this is Abby and I'm here with Tim.
1: Welcome to episode 212 of our podcast where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past 2 weeks. In this episode, we have four trends that we'll share along with a recommended reading that goes with each of these trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. Just as a reminder to everybody, the way that we determine what we think is trending is that we've spent the last two weeks flipping stories mostly from popular media, not necessarily, really not from the formal journals or the research papers, but we've been flipping stories in from the uh, popular media into our Flipboard magazine. And then we do uh, just a really basic count uh, and see, well, how many types of stories, and we organize them that way. So we come up with our top four based on the, the largest number of related articles to that topic the number one topic of the past two weeks was instructional design and teaching strategies in general there was only one article about uh, teaching online per se uh, although there was a strategy for um, oversight of online proctoring com- combination of ai and uh, uh, using human oversight for online proctoring but there was and the one article was a reflection on how the pandemic disrupted learning but otherwise, the articles tended to be more basic strategies and how to's. So there was uh, a one that was just a basic guide to memory theory, the very basics of memory theory. There was uh, strategies for involving metacognitive talk to uh, to guide students through their thinking about their own thinking. There was an interesting uh, article about um, uh, the changing perception of education and the workforce, how these two areas are sort of blending together in a way that's uh, different and new for us. Our recommended read in this area is A Quick Guide to Scaffolding and Differentiation by Lynn Howe for Teacher Toolkit. And once again, I'm going to remind everybody that I apologize in advance for any uh, mispronounced names. But this is a good, a good quick article. Tim, you and I agreed that this mm-hmm. was a nice... Uh, bullet point differentiation description of what scaffolding is, what differentiation is, and how to apply these strategies in the classroom. Our number two trend, VR and the metaverse. Weren't we all about VR? Like it was years ago, I think,
1: when we were doing this. But we were, yeah, VR. And now with the metaverse, it's kind of resurged, right?
0: It's conceptually, I mean, obviously, Facebook changed its name to Meta. People are more aware of this. Metaverse is a term. We've we've talked about this in previous episodes. But that Metaverse, in the past two weeks, we saw just a boatload of articles about the Metaverse and about the potentials of the Metaverse. So we Mm -hmm. saw articles about the business community's cautious approach to the Metaverse, but they're very much keeping an eye on what's going on. We saw how Meta, Microsoft, and Epic Games have formed the Metaverse Standards Forum, uh, short short version is the MSF, to address interoper- interoperability issues. Our recommended read because we are critical, and not when we when we say critical, we're not like saying we we disagree with everything. Right. But we look at everything with a critical eye. We try to. Mm-hmm especially anything that's an innovative technology, or anytime we feel like we're being sort of sold a technology. Um, So our recommended read here is critical. 18 people spent a week working in the metaverse, two dropped out, and the rest felt frustrated and said their eyes hurt, study finds by Stephen Jones for Business Insider. Now, this was reported in Business Insider, which is uh, popular news, but it was actually a description of a report uh, by a university uh, research team uh, that used university volunteers that was uh, originally published in New Scientist. It's short. It's not a very long article, but it is a very interesting read in terms of um, understanding the physical limitations of the metaverse right now. Because we really we don't something that's important for everyone to remember is that we don't fully have all of the bugs worked out for staying in a virtual situation, an immersive virtual reality situation for longer than maybe half an hour uh, before you're you start feeling seasick. That's just the way that our body works with the it, there's a lot of. Tech, complicated technical reason for all of this and we could probably go on for half an hour on that but it's worth reading up on that alone it's when how long you can stay in the metaverse or in a virtual setting so uh, yeah so that's number 2 number 3 now this is kind of new for us we've seen this happen once or twice before but yeah, this is yeah it's not, been a while this is kind yeah, of it's a not newish not a common
1: yeah not a common trend
0: not a common trend edtech news And ed tech facilitation, that is, um, uh, those of us who are involved in educational technology and how we facilitate a lot of uh, ed tech activity for our uh, colleagues. So there's concern that student teachers are learning outdated tech in their preparation programs. Now, Tim, you and I um, smiled a bit at this because this is a perennial concern that I think we've been having since...
1: I mean, writers were invented? <laughs> right. So I mean, we've been in teacher ed related to it for, you know, for years. And it's always been a conversation we've had. It's a very legitimate concern. It is, though. of course.
0: And so you know, it's a good, it's a good article. There was a really good article about vetting tech tools, uh, vetting them for school districts. There was a, an article describing uh, significant increases in higher education spending on student systems in the past year. Uh, Well, now, and this one's kind of near and dear to my personal heart, because you know how much I enjoy Legos. (laughs) Uh, But Lego Education's Master Educator Program is rebooting. Not that they ever really entirely went away, but they've redesigned the Master Educator Program. And they're accepting applications from uh, uh, primarily K-12 teachers who are influencers in their schools. Um, But it looks like a lot of fun. Critique of the edtech industry in general were also a number of articles we saw there. We saw multiple articles on Web three, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But uh, that does kind of come up in terms of ed tech news and facilitation. Most importantly, probably, or the one that, that we saw most was uh, reporting from the ISTI conference. Which, uh, as as we are recording right now, ISTI is just finishing up its its in person conference in New Orleans, um, and we want to have a big we want to say a big shout out to all of our ISTI colleagues and friends. Um, uh, we, we, we're sorry we missed you. We hope you had a wonderful time. Uh, and uh, our recommended read in this area is intended to help all of us who weren't there to help kind of catch up on the themes of ISTE. The article is actually called How to Move from Bad to Good Tech Use in Schools, What It Will Take, by Allison Klein for Education Week. But the article is actually a reporting on the ISTI conference it's kind of a pre-report because I think it, it was actually went to press before uh, ISTE started, but it's essentially an interview with Richard Culada. For any of you who are unfamiliar, he is the CEO of ISTI. Um, but it's kind of in it's a very informative article in terms of the direction ISTE wants to go this year. Um, our fourth and final trend, and again, these we had the fewest number of of articles in this area, but we did have a number. A number of articles that all related to software specifically. Interestingly, normally we have some trending about software and hardware, but we only saw one article last week about hardware that we flipped into our magazine, and that was about the Apple uh, MacBook Air. But software, we saw Apple updates to Pages, Numbers, and Keynote. We saw Microsoft Defender uh, described. We saw Pretzi described as uh, how to use Prezi, the um, presentation tool, uh, conducting hidden conversations in iOS. It's a little used uh, notes feature that can allow for um, hidden conversations. Uh, Photoshop has a new web-based application. Uh, Adobe users can now use the, Photoshop, uh, the web-based Photoshop for free online. And the recommended read, we, cycling back to Web3, which is supposed to be what comes after Web 1.0, Web 2.0, and Web 3 is supposed to be this—the um, uh, use of blockchain uh, to create a, 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 a web that is less dependent on sort of the big key social media groups or something like Google or something like Amazon. The recommended read is Web inventor Tim Berners-Lee, screw Web point three, my decentralized internet doesn't need blockchain by Thomas Macaulay for the next web. Now he actually says screw web three, not web point three. That's a mispronunciation on my part, but he's talking about building on something called his solid platform, solid being the actual name of the platform. And what he's arguing in this article, which is again, a great article to read. Um, but what he's arguing is blockchain is not actually necessary that it, you can work uh, just from, uh, you can, you, You can you can set up your Internet capability and interoperability on individual servers without having to share data uh, that you don't want to share across a distributed network. Um, But that it's again, from the point of view of being a critical consumer of these types of items, this is a good read because it is actually critical. And of course, it does come from a very reliable source about the Web overall. So, Tim, those are our four trends and our four recommended readings.
1: Thanks, Abby. So now we move into peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Uh, As we normally do, we talk about this before we go on air. And there are some of the the perennial ones that we have, hardware, software, even though this this um, right. episode was a little bit different, but we predict hardware, software is well, we'll, a trend.
0: Well, we typically expect to see more about hardware. Yes, yeah. Uh, yes. And, ins- of course, instructional design and right. teaching strategies. We're very happy that this has become a regular trend.
1: It, it has. Yeah. But we have a few new things. I mean, well, not new, but things that we, we predict. Like- well... More we, about the metaverse, right?
0: More about the metaverse. A lot more about the yeah. metaverse, I think. But we're going to start, we're hoping that we start seeing more discussions and critical discussions right.
1: about yes. this.
0: We're starting to see that now. There's but a lot of hype.
1: Continues. There's a lot of hype about it right now. There's
0: a lot of hype. And the hype goes back to, I mean, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. the hype has been going on about virtual reality for decades. Oh, yes. Yep. And so we, we really do want to have more of a serious discussion about what it can and can't do at this particular time in terms of what hardware and software we have that actually allows it to work. Right. Also web3. We're clearly yep. going to see mm-hmm. a lot more about web3 um, and we're hoping that we see more first of all I wouldn't mind seeing a lot more description of what web3 actually is because I'm still feeling a little personally shaky in my understanding
1: of it. A lot of people I think are in that same boat right. we we want a yeah a more definitive description of that for 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 those out there.
0: And I really want to hear more about things like Berners-Lee's right. argument that it should not just be blockchain related, but that yeah. there are other ways of doing this, but seeing what we can do. So I think that we're going to see more of those kind of act, mm-hmm. uh, articles, and we're, we're certainly hoping to see more of that kind of thing. Um, but right now, it's pretty cloudy in the in the crystal ball. We're not quite sure <laughs> uh, you know, what we're looking at next.
1: Uh, that happens sometimes, it does. yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 212. Uh, We'd like to thank, as we normally do, our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and, of course, our podcast subscribers. We greatly appreciate you listening to our podcast. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings that we discuss in this episode by uh, visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on July 12th.
0: This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright, Abby Brown and Tim Green.